0: Well, good morning. Welcome to Pax Hospice Weekly Bible Study in Words of Confident Encouragement. We want to thank you for joining us today as we exalt the Word of God to motivate and edify His people. We want to want you to be encouraged during these times, even though they're tough, they're difficult, but we know that there's a brighter day ahead. And we do know that All things do work together for the good of them that love the Lord to them who are the called according to his purpose. It may not feel good, but it's always working out for good. I hope you find comfort in these words. God bless you. The book of Revelations chapter 12. Revelations chapter 12, two verses Verse number seven and verse number eight. Revelation twelve, verse seven and verse number eight. And there you will find these words, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. Verse eight. And prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. He said there was a war in heaven. And the dragon, which is the devil, fought. But he didn't win. And I just want to talk about, for a few minutes, for the next few weeks, how to win over the devil. How how do we do that? How to win over the devil? My brothers and sisters, we are living in precarious times. We're living in days where it seems that the devil is trying to strong harm, strong arm his God's children. You know, one writer said that. One of the problems that we have as Christians is that we don't really know the enemy. He said that if we know the enemy and we know ourselves, that we don't have to fear the result of a hundred battles. The writer said that, that, that warfare is made easy when you know yourself and you also know the enemy. However, he said that, that if you know yourself, but you don't know the enemy, he said, watch this for every victory that we gain, we will also suffer a defeat. And a lot of us, we know ourselves. We know our weaknesses. We know our strengths. We know our likes. We know our dislikes. We we know ourselves. But the undeniable reality of this human condition is that too often we spend more time on ourselves than we even do God, or we even to do trying to learn about the demonic realm. The Bible tells us, if we would look at it, that this enemy that we're talking about is clearly alive. He, he, he's alive. Peter says that you and I ought to be vigilant. He said that we ought to be sober because we have an adversary who's like a rowing lion seeking whom he may devour. So 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 it's OK, my brothers and sisters, for us to know ourselves. But but if you don't know the enemy for every victory that you gain, you shall also suffer a defeat. And so. I'm glad today that 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 our great commander in chief, I'm glad today that God did not want to leave us without clue regarding the battles that we will have to deal with. For the word of God tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Paul says that 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 we have to understand that that we don't fight against each other. He said that we we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places, against the rulers of darkness in this world. Therefore, we have to do what? Put on the whole armor of God that that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And and what I'm excited about today is that you and I should, should not just know ourselves but but also know the attacks of the enemy. So, so today, for a few minutes, I don't want to talk about you and I. B- because we know us. We, we know what we like. We know what we dislike. We know what we can handle. We know what we cannot handle. But here is the reality. Listen to me closely. Unfortunately, the enemy, talking about the devil, also knows what we like. And unfortunately, he knows about us, but we don't know enough about him. The the text that I chose today, John the Revelator, while exiled on an isle called Patmos, he had been given what what is called a post-apocalyptic glimpse of what shall unfold after the rapture of the church. Well, after the rapture of the church, there's gonna be a, a period called the Great Tribulation There is a seven-year period in which the Antichrist, the locusts, and the beast will come. Such a deplorable predicament will that period be that that people would have to literally have the mark of the beast on their forehead and on their hands in order to trade in the marketplace. Such a deplorable condition uh, of this tribulation period that, that people literally will try to commit suicide. And cannot die. God is going to perhaps send back two witnesses. Perhaps it's going to be Moses and Elijah, Enoch and Elijah to preach for twelve hundred and sixty days so people can be converted to the faith. It is in this context we see uh, the enemy, how he's trying to antagonize either the new believers or those saints who had been converted to this movement. Now, now I wanna take a few moments to lift a few things about how we can win over the devil. And I, I wanna show them to you. I, I wanna lift a couple things today. I wanna lift, the first thing I want you to write down is what is called dispositional tactics dispositional tactics what what do you mean brother hutchins it, it's in verse 7 uh, when you read it, it it's it's in verse number 7 the message bible says it like this a, a war broke out in heaven and guess who's a part of this war in heaven the dragon who we know and who we discovered that that is another name for satan there's a war in heaven and the dragon is in heaven Th- this is a what is called a dispositional tactic Of the enemy by the enemy going to heaven perhaps what he's trying to do he's trying to pretend to be weak he's trying to pretend to come into the respect and the good graces of God and what the enemy does is he pretends to be weak so the opposition can grow arrogant let me let me stop there for a moment because a lot of us that's on the phone a lot of us we know people that, that really don't understand what I'm talking about. We don't, we don't understand the dispositional tactics of Satan. See, see, see just because you can speak in tongue, j- just because you may have a Bible you tote and scriptures you can quote does not mean that any of us are exempt from the attacks of the enemy. And what the enemy wants to do, he, he wants us to point the bony finger of scrutiny and, and accusation and blame others. But 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 this text is tailored to teach us very clearly that if the devil can get into heaven, then what makes you think that your home is off limits? That That's why you and I got to pray without ceasing. But because the enemy would never leave us alone. I don't care how long we've been in the church. I don't care how long we've been studying God's word. I don't care how long we've been preaching, how we've been teaching uh, the gospel of Christ. None of us are exempt from the devil getting into our lives. Because if the devil can get into heaven, come on and be real, y'all. If he can get into heaven, then he can get in you. So so don't you ever get so uh, beside yourself. If you're on the line to think that the devil can't get into you because you're not exempt. So so that is the, the dispositional tactic. But, but, but the second thing I want to show you very clearly is his deceitful appearances. Deceitful appearances is right there in verse 9. It says, And the great dragon was casted out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth. Which means that 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 you you can't sit back and expect him just to come one way. You know, no, no, that that he he is a master of disguise. He he's a master. He he's a master who is skilled in, in being able to deceive and and pretend to be weak. Now here's what caught my eye. He's an old serpent, but he's a great dragon. Y'all, some of y'all didn't get that. Let me say it again. He's an old serpent. But he is a great dragon. Now that made me think about something. Uh, that made me think about my youngest son, Caleb. He was born October 31st, 2005, and he weighed one pound and eleven ounces. My 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 oldest was a preemie too, but he he weighed a little bit more. But but Caleb, now almost ten years later, Caleb, he, he he's almost ten years later. What what was one pound? Uh uh, and, and, and a few ounces. Now he's he's a hundred pounds. Can I tell you what happened to him? Milk, McDonald's, Wendy's, chicken nuggets, ham sandwiches. In, in other words, somebody been feeding him. Well, well, Satan was a serpent in Genesis three, but now in Revelations it says he is a dragon. Can I tell you what happened? Can I tell you how he went from a serpent to a dragon? Somebody been feeding him. And my question Today is, have we been feeding the devil? Because every time you get on here and listen to encouraging words, every time you hear the gospel message, believe, and somebody want to start mess, then all we are doing is feeding the devil. Every time that we want to engage in gossip, but can't talk about the gospel, all we're doing is feeding the devil. Ladies, if you got more money in your hairdo, You have in your savings account, all you've been doing is feeding the dragon. Every time we put our face on Facebook but won't spend any time in his book, all we have done was feed the dragon. And could it be that many of us can't get rid of the devil because we've been spending too much time feeding him? My granddaddy used to tell me, if you want to get rid of a stray dog, uh, don't feed him. Because if you feed the dog, he's going to always stay around your house. So he becomes a master of disguise. But, 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 But we give the devil ammunition. That's what we do to kill us with. Have you and I, talking about us, have we made the devil bigger in our lives than he's supposed to be? Are we the reason? I'm just asking a question that he went from a serpent to a dragon. So let me finish. He talks about dispositional tactics. He talks about, uh, deceitful appearances, but then we got to understand that, that we, we, we can make the devil bigger that, that in our lives than what he really is. David, that David says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And and a magnifying glass makes something bigger. And I'm afraid, y'all, that we haven't magnified God. Sometimes we make the devil bigger in our situation by having fear. We fear sicknesses. We, we fear Corona. We, we fear what, what will happen. We, we, we have fear by living lives of disobedience and simply not wanting to trust what God said. He said that when you do that, you, you allow him to, to become from a serpent to a dragon. But here's the good news. At the end of verse number nine, it said that he was cast out. All of his angels. Message Bible says that there was not a sign of them left. Tells us in verse number 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And I dare you to go through something, brothers and sisters, and start pleading the blood of Christ. If you you got a disobedient child, just just plead the blood over their lives. Well, Well, why the blood, Pastor? Because there's power in the blood. There's a wonder working power in the blood. It reaches the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. It, It will never, ever, ever lose its power. But there's one more offensive weapon. And I'm closing. He said they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. As I close, one, one of the problems that we have is that, you know, nobody wants to have testimony service. We, no, nobody wants to tell anybody else about the goodness of God. Now, I'm not talking about testifying, I'm talking about testifying. You, you, you know, if God has done something for you, then you ought to tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus because your testimony is never for you. But your testimony is for somebody else. If, if, and if, you, if he hadn't done anything else for you, y'all, he done one thing for you that he woke you up this morning. And if he had not woke you up this morning, nothing else wouldn't matter. The food you ate wouldn't matter. The clothes you got on your back wouldn't matter. The car you rolled in to work wouldn't matter. The building that you're in right now, it would not matter. God woke you up this morning. And that's good enough to tell the world that, that he still lives. That's good enough to tell the world that the wages of sin is still death. But the gift of God... Is eternal life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We, oh, we, we have the awesome responsibility to tell somebody how Jesus the Christ, how he hung, bled, and died for all of our sins. How he went into a grave and how he robbed the grave of his victory and got up that Sunday morning. With all power in his hands. Don't you ever be embarrassed to tell where God has brought you from. Because it was not them, it was not you. But the only reason we are where we are today is because God brought us. And you and I, we we can win over the devil when we understand two things: his dispositional tactics, and we understand. He has some deceitful appearances. He can come at you one way. Then he can come at you another way. If he can't get you head on, he'll come through your children. If he can't get through your children, he'll come through your parents. If he can't get you through your parents, he'll come through your co-workers. He has deceitful appearances. What appears to look good, but it's all a trick of the enemy. You and I can win over the devil. If we stay in the race, don't give up, keep the faith. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. But what did he say? According to the power that worketh within us. Would you please join us on next Friday for our second series or our second study session on how we can win over the devil our father in heaven we thank you for this time together we thank you for uh being in the midst. we thank you for uh, just a portion of your word that would tell us and give us instructions how we can win over the demonic realm i ask you god now if somebody that was on the line god if they count one thing over these last 18 minutes that they can apply or help somebody else with, God, I pray that they would take it and that they would go out and they're better now than they were when they joined the call. God, I ask you to uh, be a fence all around us every day as we travel to and fro as we continue to serve you by serving others. Now, God, there's a special prayer for a young man that was involved in a motorcycle accident that, that's on the ventilator, that, that's not doing well. God, I will not tell you what to do, but I can ask that your will be done. And God, help the family accept your will. Because your will is what's best for us. But God, if it be thy will, God, work miracles. And I just believe, I don't know him, but if you work a miracle, I, I just believe perhaps somebody that, that don't know you and the partner of their sin, perhaps it may be him, it may be somebody else. I just believe that they'll grow closer to you. God, I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for what you're doing. And God, I thank you for what you will do. In Jesus' name, we pray it all. Amen.